Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus, and it is Friday, January the 20th. This is episode 337, and it's going to be a Freedom Friday, and I'm going to freely admit to you right now, I stole all five of these ideas from a great book I have that's 18 years old, written by none other than the illustrious Claire Wolf, apparently not her real name, mind you. The Freedom Outlaws Handbook. And I'm going to be full disclosure here. Uh, I agree with these ideas. There are several ideas in here that, uh, let's say, would even make me a little queasy. That being said, we have to open our mind. We have to be willing to take in ideas that challenge us, be willing to adapt. And quite frankly, we have to be a little more aggressive. We are on the losing end of every statist move that happens. And we have to find a way to be creative and aggressive in our fighting back, in reclaiming our liberties and freedoms. Okay, so number one, yes, number one, we're going to uh, go with the Free State Project. And if you don't know what this is, uh, you need to go look it up online. The idea was for New Hampshire to basically import 20,000 people that want to come there, live there, build in, and be activists. They've had some success. They've been moving forward in that. And that's why you get some very interesting results out of New Hampshire during the election season. I would suggest to you we have a similar thing going on right now here in Texas. That's right. Everybody that's coming here is fleeing from a tyrannical state that's far worse than Texas. And Texas is no innocent here, but it is so much better than the other states that they flee to come here, that they can have a better life here. The problem is, is they don't respect liberty. They don't respect individual freedoms nearly as much as your average Texan. I mean, even the Democrat government school educated young people that are here in Texas generally have a better respect overall for individual liberty and freedom than a lot of the transplants we get from either the Northeast, Chicago, or California. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't embrace them. When they come here, they share the majority of our values, but we have to get them on the same page. We have to work towards expanding the liberty, the freedom within our state. If Texas is ever to achieve sovereignty, its independence, or or whatever you want to divvy that up as, we have to do it with a free people. And the way people stay free is to be educated and to know what's going on and to be able to collectively, yes, I said those nasty words, collective, but this is a volunteer collective, right? We agree that we agree on these issues. Therefore, we're going to work together to get these things done. So that's number one. Know what the free state is and what that means for you. Number two, Use the power of words. Now, she talks about the term government supremacist, otherwise known as a statist. You have heard me refer to schools, particularly, quote-unquote, public schools, as government schools for a long time now. That shows the power of words. If you classify things for what they truly are, that is a powerful weapon. And again, conservatives, Republicans... Christians, they don't want to do that because people get offended. For instance, 
when you are attracted to young people, you're not a minor attracted person, you're a pedophile. When you are attracted to somebody of the same sex, you're not gay, you're a homosexual. Yes, those don't have to be hateful words, but they are accurate descriptions. Though in the case of pedophile, hate might be too easy for them. You do that to children, you should have another thing coming. Be that as it may, the words are important, right? If you just lump everybody in together, if you just start throwing uh, let's call it profanities or generalizations at people, it becomes less effective. So you need to make sure you're using the correct words, words that you think accurately describe what you're dealing with and use them frequently so that when you hear somebody call public schools you, or call out that word, you correct them and say, oh, you mean government schools. And for those of you that doubt me, there's very little that's public about those schools other than they take the public money. You try and go in unannounced. You try and go visit your child without their permission. You try and go in while you're, oh, I don't know, carrying a firearm. See what happens. They forget that they work for us, not the other way around. Just like every other branch of government, you have to call it what it is. It is a government-sponsored government school and they don't care about you. Does that sound familiar? That's right. You might not care about politics, but politics cares about you. You have to be willing to call things what they are. Okay, we're going to change gears here just a bit. No, you know what? Uh, Yes, you... And I see the stuff going on all the time where it's protest this, protest that. Some of this stuff may be valid. Some stuff may be things that we generally agree with. But there's power to showing up and counter-protesting. If you doubt me, just pay attention to what happens around you when we're at, when any group is out protesting and nobody's there to counter-protest, they get to make up the narrative. They get to push their story. Nobody questions it, and it gets free media galore, particularly if it's something that carries the party line, that uh, makes certain people happy, if you will. This is not good. We cannot continue to cede the battleground to our enemies. And yes, I am using the term enemies because people that want to enslave me and or kill me are not my friends. They're not misguided souls. They're not people that were deceived. No, at this point, they've already adopted this new mindset whereupon they're going to be the overlords for everyone around them. And quite frankly, I don't go for that. So just to recap, we've got freedom in your state, the power of words, right? Counter-protest and number four. Again, this is where we're going to change things up a little bit. Don't overload yourself, right? I've talked about this before. The concept that you should pick one thing, one thing that you're good at, one thing that you like, one thing that's your passion. Now, part of that is you cannot and you should not overload yourself with more information than you can possibly process, right? So the goal is you shouldn't put too many things on your plate, right? Too many different issues or too many different concerns. But on the flip side, even if you file it down to that one thing and you're deeply involved, don't go too far down that rabbit hole. Don't get lost in the details. Focus on the goals. 
Now, I know several people that I respect that get tied up in details, tied up in things that are not necessarily directly related to what the long-term goals are, but they can't get past it. They they, they won't look, work around it. They, they just get so hyper fixated on every little detail, knowing every little thing about it, that I think the phrase is, you feel to see the forest for the trees? Yeah, that's right. So you you want to be involved. You want to know your stuff, but don't get lost. Stay focused. What's your goal? What are you trying to accomplish? Again, that goes back to the counter-protest. Why does that matter? Because if somebody shows up and they're doing something you wholeheartedly disagree with and you have the time and the energy, you should go back to that location and you should let them know, well, no, this is, make another sign, especially when they tell you ahead of time where they're going to protest, whatever the issue is. Again, the left, the progressives, the communists, they're very good at this. If we're going to fight for our liberty, if we're going to protect our freedoms, we have to be willing to step up and do the same thing. It requires that you're going to make a sacrifice. Remember, there is a cost for liberty. Freedom's not free. You have to be willing to do this. Okay, now, because it's a Friday, and even though it's a Freedom Friday, and even though I'm going to be short, I have one one last thing. Number five, call it a bonus if you will. You should carry the Bill of Rights. That's right. There are any number of versions of the Bill of Rights. In fact, I probably have three in my home office, um, not quite within arm's reach, but on one of my various shelves, I carry one in uh, a bag that I carry around, and I oftentimes will throw a copy in my jacket pocket. Now, right now you're thinking to yourself, hey, but Callus, don't you say all the time you should focus on local races? Don't you say that uh, local makes the most sense? Well, the Bill of Rights is really only relevant to the federal government. The Bill of Rights is really only supposed to be binding on the federal government. Ah, you're absolutely correct. The Bill of Rights is only applicable towards the federal government. However, since the courts have violated their restrictions and decided to apply various pieces of the Bill of Rights to the states, And the states have more or less gone along with this for various reasons and are now applying a similar tactic on the localities within their states. It might be helpful to know what it is that the Bill of Rights actually contains. It might be useful to have a pretty good familiarity of what the rules are, right? The highest law of the land, the Constitution. And if for no other reason, it provides light reading while you have nothing else better to do with your time. And I know in today's day and age where everybody has a cell phone or shall I say a pocket computer, perhaps you could just download a copy of the Bill of Rights on your phone so you have it handy so that when you're interacting with government agents of all stripes, you can quote them back. Well, the Constitution doesn't actually give you that authority, sir or ma'am. They're going to tell you it doesn't matter because this is what a law says or this is what a court give an opinion on. And then you just smile and say, thank you very much. Have a nice day. I'll see you in court. Now, it doesn't always work that way. And it probably will not go well for you if you get flippant or rude, especially when you're dealing with people that have badges and guns. But you need to know your rights. You need to know the proper application of them and you need to be willing to defend them. The reason why we're at where we're at today, the reason why we have to regroup in the specific states to fight the good fight is because 
We have allowed government schools to pre-program our children and our grandchildren at this point to not trust us and to hate liberty and hate freedom. And if you doubt me, just go ask your students at the local government school how they feel about most liberties. You may be shocked at what the responses are. It should be concerning to you. And yes, I am big about who we bring in. I have serious reservations about people that relocate from other parts of the country and want to bring that stuff with them. But I have the same, let's call them reservations for people that come from other countries that seek to bring the stuff from their other countries rather than realize the reason they left their country in the first place is because their country, I think the word is sucked, and they came here because it was going to be a better life. Likewise, if you fled another state, because that state, again, the word is sucked, you came here. Let's remember why you've come here. Let's keep in mind that we do things a little better here in Texas. Let's keep in mind that we respect and value liberty in Texas. And even though it doesn't always look like it, and even though it's not as cut and dry as I myself would like it to be, there is a general undercurrent in Texas that you just leave people alone until they give you a reason to get in their business. Now, I know that gets lost on a lot of people in today's day and age, but that's why we need to remember. We need to regroup. We need to go back to basics from time to time. And just in case you're wondering, (laughs) I actually bought this book uh, a long, long time ago. It's 18 years old. I don't think I bought it then, but the title is The Freedom Outlaws Handbook. And yes, I would say at this point, it would be safe to say she is a full-on volunteerist. I don't hold that against her. I agree with a whole lot of what she has to say. And you know what? Those are just five ideas out of 179 she has outlined in her book. And I would highly encourage you to take the time to get the book. If you can find it, read it, understand what's going on. Just find these little things that you can do to protect and increase your liberty every day. And with that, it is a Friday. So I'm telling you, go have a great time. Enjoy yourself. Spend time with your kids, your grandkids, your wife, your husband. Make the most of it because that's why we go to the grind every other day of the week. And with that, I will see you on the other side.